Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We're now at the end of Job chapter 31, looking at verses 35 through 40 in the New Living Translation. Job is still the speaker and he is at the end of his his speech where he is uh, asking for people to listen to him. But let's listen to God's word. It reads, If only someone would listen to me. Look, I will sign my name to my defense. Let the Almighty answer me. Let my accuser write out the charges against me. I would face the accusation proudly. I would wear it like a crown. For I would tell him exactly what I have done. I would come before him like a prince. If my land accuses me and all its furrows cry out together, or if I have stolen its crops or murdered its owners, then let thistles grow on that land instead of wheat and weeds instead of barley. Job's words are ended. Again, this is Job 31, verses 35 through 40 in the New Living Translation, which titles it Job's Final Protest of Innocence. I'll be back to share insights and close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening. And if you haven't subscribed and followed, please do so. Thanks to Podchaser for naming my podcast to its list of 60 best podcasts to discover in November. Give it a listen. Drop me a line. Like me and follow on Facebook and Twitter. We have now come to the end again of Job chapter 31, looking at verses 35 through 40 in the New Living Translation. In this section, Job is going to conclude his plea. He's uh, again demands an audience with God and we come to the conclusion of his words. In chapter 31, which is the chapter we're sharing, Job testified to his own integrity in the most solemn terms, calling repeatedly for curses upon himself if his friends could indeed demonstrate that he was a sinner worthy of judgment or discipline from God. Remember, his, his uh, friends have told him, point blank, basically, Job, you are a sinner. This stuff has befallen you because of the sin in your life. Whether you acknowledge it or not, we're giving you a chance to come clean and tell, you know, us, tell God what you've done wrong. And Job is insistent. And of course, he's right that he's not done anything wrong. The, um, let's see, Job once more begs God to answer him. That my uh, prosecutor had written a book, and of course, he's speaking of God. 
He doesn't realize that God isn't his accuser. The accuser of the brethren is Satan. And in this case, it really was Satan who is his accuser. We, of course, can sympathize with Job, Job knowing that he doesn't know what's going on behind the mysterious curtain that separates heaven from earth. Yet, we learn from Job what we learn what Job should have known. We learn what Job should have known. He should have known that God is not the author of confusion, that uh, Satan is the accuser of the brethren. Brethren, um, Job has his, um, he says that he put his signature on his oath. He hears my signature. Job personally signs the um, oath of innocence that he's making. So throughout his speeches, he's used legal terminology in requesting an answer from God. And now he's finished his defense and has officially signed his testimony. All that remains is for God to respond. And he's, of course, that's going to come pretty soon. Um, now, Job is going to call one more witness on his behalf, his own land and property. And this is something interesting that I really didn't know. Well, let me read this part first. Job pronounces one more curse. If he has abused the land, the land should return the favor by producing weeds instead of crops. And this is what I didn't know, that and this wasn't unusual in ancient thinking. The land is personified as the chief witness of the crime committed on it. So Job is prepared to accept the primeval curse, curses on Adam in Genesis chapter 3 and on Cain in Genesis chapter 4. Because remember, Adam disobeyed God and he ate from uh, the fruit in the garden that God told him not to eat from. And Cain slew his brother Abel. And the ground, the, uh, the scripture says that the blood cried out from the ground of his slain brother. Okay, back to my, back to the notes. At this point, we have reached the end of Job's expression of pain. The end is silence. He's exhausted. He's been, you know, speaking and trying to get his his point across and this last chapter chapter 31 is impassioned it's like he's um he's he's his own um lawyer those who don't want whose lawyers can't do the job so let me speak for myself job is like that i don't need a lawyer i'm going to be my own lawyer so he's um made his case before God and before all of those who are listening. And now the end is silence. That is God's opportunity to speak. And that's even in our lives. When we have exhausted everything we have to say, we've done all that we could do. We've done all our crying. We've done everything we could do to get God's attention. When we're silent, He will answer. He often waits until we have said everything and then, in the silence, prepared for such a speech, he answers. 
And we thank God for that silent time where he's letting us process what's going on in our lives and process and then come to the knowledge and to the point where we know, God, you've always been there. Even when I was uh, fretting and, and, you know, pulling my hair out and, you know, at my wit's end, you were still there. You never left. I was the one who uh, lost contact. Not you. You didn't lose contact with me. I lost contact with you. And I thank God that he's always there. While uh, Job will speak again, but it's only going to be briefly. His voice, he will voice no more major speeches throughout the rest of the 11 remaining chapters in the book of Job. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you that we have um, a book like Job that points us to you in a different way, but we still know that it points to you. We know that it shows that even in uh, situations that we don't understand, that you are there, that you are listening, that you are aware of our pain. God, we pray for those who need you in a special way. You know the needs of many. Praying for my brother again. Praying for those who need healing, those who need jobs, those who need places to live. So many needs, but we have a big God and we thank you in advance. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's word with me. Be blessed.